Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's time to take your grilling skills to the next level. We will take you from grill disaster to grill master. So grab your tongs, your aprons, and your pint glasses. Get ready to grill this with Matt Wilson and Jim Salmon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Grill This. Jim Salmon here along with Matthew T. Wilson. And today the T stands for unbelievably fresh, wild-caught <laughs> fish out in the ocean. It here does. Today. It yeah. does. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We have a special guest with us, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, the first of all, this uh, is the Grill List podcast as we're pushing 100 episodes, Matthew. We are. We've been doing this for a little bit yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Now we're in the half a million range. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah something sure. like that. Well, you know, chump change or whatever. But, uh, so uh, you can get uh, Grill List at uh, iHeart, which is, um, well, we say that first because we both work there. Kinda. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> sort of. <Yeah>. And <laughs> They're the bosses. Yeah, sort of. and Spotify and, and uh, Apple and Sounder and wherever else you would get a podcast. Right. You can get grill this now i'm the least technical guy in the world just have it sent right to your phone and matthew <laughs> could probably tell you how to do that you like it or you know you're turned on by it or whatever it takes <laughs> to get it right to your phone right yep. or e here's the easiest way to do it go to grill this podcast.com yeah, that's, all, that's all right there. that's right i yeah. forgot right i keep there. forgetting about yeah. that uh please welcome to grill this we have a special guest with us uh cena wheeler is a third generation fisherman and you know, I, I don't know anybody that doesn't like fishing, but this mm. is this is fishing on steroids. This is pretty cool. Uh, the name of her company is called Sena uh, Sea. Please welcome to uh, Grill This, Sena Wheeler. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Every, there's nobody that doesn't like fishing, right? Oh, man. I mean, this is – you've been doing this all your life, right, pretty much? Well, I've been a part of it all my life. So I go on the boat. Well, I go on the boat with my husband and our kids. And I used to go fish with my dad in the summers. That's awesome. And, of course, my grandpa was fisherman. My uncles were fishermen. My grandpa before him in Norway, we have – it's actually – you know, I've been saying th three generations. And that's kind of lazy because I'm just <laughs> counting what I see, you know. 
my me and my husband, my dad, my grandfather, but it goes back generations in Norway before he immigrated. So it's actually much further and I do much more of the home side of things, but we love to get out on the boat. Uh, if, if you're listening to this and you'd like to follow along, uh, the website is SenaSea.com. Uh, That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are wild-caught uh, f- providers of fish, right? Yeah, wild-caught and in Alaska. And we, I like to make that clarification because wild is, is important. And mm-hmm. also the fact that we're doing it in Alaska, which is this huge, pristine, incredible area. So these fish are returning to these pristine, wild rivers um, with glaciers. It's, it's an incredible place. And I should say... It's commercial fishing. So if you're imagining a pole. <laughs> um, this isn't yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is it like that? You ever saw that show, The, the Deadliest Catch? Is it out? <laughs> Are you out there like that with the boats and the wild waters and the ice cold waters and trying to catch the fish that way? Or is it is a little more, more calm than that? Well, I would say it's it's more calm, but it's similar. So that life on the boat is not a huge departure. Uh, we have guys that have broken on my husband's salmon boat. Salmon boats are much smaller, mm-hmm. uh, one or two guys, but he's broken guys that have been on the deadliest catch. So we know wow. some of those guys have fish wow. out there. That's awesome. It's all uh, it's Alaska. You know, it's tight. It's an industry. Um, guys will fish on multiple boats. So it's not far-fetched, but the, the real key, deadliest catch is filmed in the winter. Our crabbing is done in the winter. Right. And so it's filmed right. in and that, those storms and the ice, that adds a whole another element. So though, and those boats are bigger. So when we do long lining, halibut, black cod, different types of fish, bigger boats look a little bit more like that deadliest catch, um, but they're going to be smaller, a different quota system. And then you get to salmon and you're on a much smaller one or two guy boat. And then it's very much not like deadliest catch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Now, I was reading uh, your, your little biography here from your website, and it says you have a master's degree in nutrition and food science uh, with a specialty in qualifying omega-3s. Tell us about that. Uh, well, my undergrad, I went uh, for nutrition. So I have a degree in nutrition, and then I have a master's in food science. So basically, I wanted to go the, the more science route than the nutrition route. And I um, applied for grad school, and to get into the, the college at Oregon State, I needed an advisor, and, and they needed somebody in fisheries, and they said, that, you know, they'd like somebody that could be, would be comfortable going out on the boat or working with fish, so I just emailed them. I gave them my history. I was, you know, I don't know, 21 at the time. I emailed them, here's, here's my family history. I've been on the boat with my dad, you know, for summers. He was, Hired, done. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, so I got my master's degree working with fish, and and I was quantifying omega threes. So actually, pulling the omega threes out of the fish, the pulling the flesh out at different zones, and quantifying how much of the fat is omega threes, and that's for the health benefits that people are really interested. So there's fish with high, really high omega threes, like Copper River salmon, mm-hmm. sable fish. We'll get to that. And then what I was really looking at is what zones in the fish. So you get into like the belly flap that has really high omega-3s compared to the tails. I, I 
I'm stunned. Yeah. I, I had no idea that any of that, you know, there was a difference. That's fascinating yeah. stuff. I've heard of omega-3 fatty acids. I know that a lot of, a lot of doctors will uh, have people take that uh, to enrich their nutritional lifestyle, I guess. Uh, which I, I used to take omega-3 fatty acids for the uh, when I used to lift weights. For, and I don't know why everyone's take the omega-3s. It's good for weightlifting. Really? So oh, I always cool. took them. So, yeah, yeah. Now, you sent us uh, here at Grill This, uh, what, I think you call it like a sampler pack. And it yeah, had, yeah. it had uh, two uh, pieces of Copper River salmon, mm-hmm. which we just cooked, and we'll talk about that yeah, in a second. Cause delicious. I, I didn't screw it up. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, sable fish, a couple of pieces of sable fish, and some black cod. Now, I had never heard of black cod. Is that different than regular cod? I mean, would, or is that just that particular cod is unique to Alaskan waters? Uh, well... The black cod is the sable fish, so it's oh. two it's two names on the same fish. And I oh, know okay. we're we're coming at each other from two different coasts here, but um, I'm from the Pacific Northwest in Washington State, and over there it would be called black cod, and and we fish for black cod, and it's called black cod on our fish ticket, but it's often on the East Coast called sable fish, mm. and the FDA they prefer we call it sable fish. That's the kind of the term. So I call it both. I call it black cod or sable fish, black cod, and so it's the same fish. But you're not alone, not not really realizing that they're the same or understanding what that is at all. Okay, <laughs> is, is, is the reasoning <laughs> behind that? Is the, is the reasoning behind it? Because I know a lot of times they'll rename a fish because it sounds more desirable uh, to eat. Uh, is, is, do you think that's why they did that, or is there just a... Yeah, you know, it's really funny. Black cod is just, it's such a, it's a really, really good fish. It's, it's high in the omega-3s we talked about, so high fat. It's really silky and rich, but it's not a cod. Mm. So how it ever got the name black cod, I don't know, but it's one of those fish that goes by many names. And I think that that's one reason, you know, as a industry, we're supposed to use the term sable fish, okay. but it's funny because on our fish tickets, when we catch it, it says black cod. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the other one was halibut yeah. that was in the sampler. Halibut, yeah. Yes. Yes, so, um, when, when the package arrived, um, you could feel it on the outside, and, it, and you, sh- you shipped it from Washington, right? Is that where it came from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the way to Albion, New York, yeah, right? Yeah, And that's a, I don't know, three or 4,000, 3,000 or something miles. He- that's a hefty yeah. travel, yeah. Right. And, it, you know, you could still feel that it was cold on the outside. Mm-hmm. It was packed in dry ice, and, and all six of those pieces of fish were frozen solid still <laughs> after a couple of days of shipping. That's, that's, that's awesome. amazing. Oh, I love hearing that because we we pack those boxes so careful. They're like our little babies. We pack them up. We hand pack. We, you know, put paper and it's all about no air in the packaging and we ship it across the country. And I have people in Florida, people in New York that just can't believe it when it comes. And you're getting that off the boat quality to your door, which is our mission. So I'm super glad to hear that. And again, if you want to order some right now, get out ahead of this. S E N A S E A, Cena C.com. Now, um, I noticed there's some other things uh, on your on your website, like crab and uh, shrimp and so forth. And I was interested in that particular kind of shrimp that I had never heard of. Um, darn it, I don't have it right in front of me. Is it spot shrimp? Uh, yeah, spot shrimp. Uh. What, what, 
You ever heard of that, Matt? I'm, I'm not. What I'm is not. spot shrimp? It looked really good. It, it almost looked like like lobstery, you know? Yeah, spot shrimp is big. So it can also be called prawns. I've looked at it. I've up, heard you know, prawns, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When you're naming seafood, you have to be really careful. There's <laughs> different areas with different names. So it could also be called a prawn because of the size. Um, but they're the the biggest kind of juiciest, sweetest shrimp shrimp out of Alaska. Really? Oh, that's they're cool. They're all wild caught. They're caught with pots. We have to try that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. have to definitely try that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm starving for that now. I've seen people eat prawns. I know uh, it's a, it, in, in Asian food, it's cooked a, it's used a lot. Uh, and, and I've had it, and it's, it's delicious. Now, uh, you also, um, obviously, in, in addition to being fisher people, or fishermen or whatever, you know, I, mean, <laughs> I could mess that up. Um, but, That's fine. But um, you, you also have to have some kind of a packaging facility, right? Tell us about how the fish comes off the boat, what happens to it, how do you get it so froze so quick and all of that stuff. Yeah, so we started just as fishermen. Uh, my husband fished, uh, for, he's fished for over 20 years, mm. and we decided, you know, basically we're so spoiled we have this freezer full of amazing fish and we decide to share that with people and so kind of the idea of okay well how do we get them the best quality really the concept was like what we're used to um and we eat frozen fish in the winter and that we determined that to be the best way to get that consistent quality like you're talking about receiving it frozen you get to put it in your freezer eat it when you want and pull it out and it's that perfect high quality from Alaska. So we went with the frozen and, um, at the time we were having it cut by a small custom facility and over the years, um, that was going to, that's the hardest part is for a fisherman to get their, your, your fish cut just right, just how you want. Um, cause there's big processors and they just do it however they want. Um, so the little custom processing facility came up for sale and we got some investors together and we bought it. And that was a really big deal. It's a big deal for the community. It's a small town in Cordova where we fish. No roads in, only boat or, or airplane. But to have a small custom shop where fishermen can get their own fish cut is a really big deal rather than a really the big processors where you don't see that fish. It goes on a barge and it's out of there. So we do that. We cut our fish for Sea to Sea. We cut um, fish for other fishermen. We cut in the community and we really, really worked on, my husband runs that also. And it's all about the high quality and retaining all of the fish. So we get to do fun stuff like we scrape the backbone so there's no waste and we make patties with that. So being that involved with even the cutting of the fish and the freezing, you know, the packaging and the freezing, we get to do it really premium quality, but we get to do it just how we want and, and really kind of use we're making the most out of every fish. That's so cool. That's awesome. We're visiting today with Cena C from Cena uh, Wheeler, excuse me, from Cena uh, C. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> yes, That's it is. Good. A lot of S's. Third generation uh, fishing person. Now we're gonna uh, we're gonna go off the board here a minute and try one of our craft beers. But I wanted to ask you, there's always this uh, advertising. Uh, well, Matt and I, we're we're in the advertising business, so we we inter- interact with lots of different people. Yeah, right? we do. And, and some, you know, I mean, you, you learn to read people. And when I went to your website, what I was impressed with was the fact that you're, you're right out there honest with everything, including the 
sustainability that's really important to you. You can't just fish it out, and you now you're you're very conscious of that. Um, and also, you 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 talk about um, the the challenges of the shipping and how much time and energy you put into that. Uh, and and I was just impressed with all of that. Um, and because you don't always get all the truth right out of the box, you know. And you guys laid it all right out there. It's pretty cool. Um, so we're we're gonna take a a quick uh, hiatus here and grab a uh, a craft beer. What are we doing first? Okay. Well, now, are you a craft beer, beer guy, a gal, or or no? Oh yeah, but I'm gonna be kind of jealous here. All right. Yeah. Well, you can just watch what we're that doing. Intent- that was intentionally done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what do we have first here, Matthew? I mean, you're tantalizing me with this one beer. You've been sending me pictures uh, yeah, of it all I, week. I, I gotta get it out real quick. Here yeah. We go. There you go. When we get back uh, to to Cena, we're going to talk about the difference between... It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Farmed and wild. Uh, and also, I'm going to ask her, there's this certification called uh, RFM, and I don't know what that is. It's a, So we'll let her explain well, yep, yeah, that whole thing. So what do we have here, Matthew? Uh, all right. Well, you know, we're fresh back from the beer festival in Buffalo from Canal Side, which we had a fantastic, uh, the New York State uh, Brewers Association Craft Beer Festival. Uh, it was a warm day, but the brews were nice and cold, and we had so we much had a, fun. We had a blast. Yeah. We but, took the whole remote broadcast, a grill list, set it up right yep. there, and and uh, so check out the last episode, which right. is yep. it's right wherever there. you get your podcast. Absolutely, and it's, you also can see the fi- the pictures on our Facebook page and also on our website, grilllistpodcast.com. But anyways, I have a beer from there, but we're not going to start with that one. All right, we're going to start with this one. I'm going to show uh, Cena the picture of this. If you can see that. Guy's <laughs> face is messed up. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> so if you've ever watched the movie Goonies, this... Oh, my God. Yeah. I lived in that same town. <laughs> when I was in my master's degree, we were blocks away from the original Goonies house. Yep. Really? Yes. Well, that's cool. So this is, this, is, uh, this is inspired by Goonies. It's called Boat Drinks 5. It's a Mai Tai-inspired uh, sour ale. It's a com- combination or a collaboration uh, between Mortalis Brewing and Swiftwater, and if you can see the image, now what was this? A sloth. That sloth. Yeah, sloth. That yeah. sloth from Goonies on the can for the can art. It's insane. I love it. So uh, it's a standard ABV. It's about six six point uh, So the ingredients: sour ale brewed with pineapple, orange, lime, and orgeat. And I don't even know what that is. O r g e a t. Have you ever heard of that? I seen it. No, I never have. Say that again. Uh, Orgeat. O-R-G-E-A-T. Or is it Orgeat? 
I don't know. When, whenever there's something on there, I, <laughs> I don't know. It scares me. Yeah. But whatever. So I, I remember one of the tricks that Paul Leone uh, taught us is roll the can. Yeah. Because I used to flip it upside, which also works. But yeah. if but, you roll it, you can get in the, you can mix up all the. Because there's supposedly some pulp in there, right? right? Exactly. Okay. So all you right. don't you don't want to you don't want to have the stuff at the bottom and then just have like the light stuff at the top and not get that stuff. At you the don't bottom. shake it, but no, because you'll you know. spray yourself. So I think you rolled it enough. I'm thirsty. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, the finest sound ever put off by a podcast right there. Do you have a lot of craft uh, breweries in, in where you are? Well, yeah. I'm in Washington State near Seattle area, and that's a big craft brew place. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So if you can see the color, it's almost like orange juice. Yeah, it is. Yep. Orange juice maybe with a hair of... Uh, uh, I don't know, mango or something. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I said that. So here we go. Let me try it. Mm. That's delicious. That is wonderful. I told you. <laughs> that is a wonderful brew yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, a little higher on the uh, on the dollar bill there. Yeah. So these are not cheap. I'm, I'm assuming because of the ingredients and also probably the can art. And again, that's a collaboration between two breweries, Swiftwater and Mortalis. For a four pack of these, you're looking at about almost thirty dollars. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. You know that's why when we first set up this podcast, I said I'll do the grilling and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy the ribs the and beer. the steaks and roast, and, <laughs> and you buy all the craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a wonderful. It's beer. delicious. Though, yeah, isn't it? Mortalis yeah. kicks it out of the park they all do. the time. They do. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, Cena, I wanted to ask you because when people advertise, uh. You hear farmed, you hear frozen, fresh, uh, and then once in a while, wild caught. Mm -hmm. uh, the same thing with clams and other types of seafood. I mean, we're, Matt and I are both, there's not a seafood we don't we just love seafood, dive yeah. on. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So what, what makes, and I think I already know the answer to this, but I don't know, uh, wild versus farmed. So give us your take on that. I will, I will tell you first, I'm incredibly biased on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We understand biased. <laughs> We've been involved in wild, fishy, wild fishery for generations, and so we're definitely proponents of wild fishing. And the reasons are, number one, just the taste and quality. If, if, if you're just a, a foodie or you just want to eat the best, it's, it's going to be the wild um, product. So across the board, it's going to have the better flavor and texture. And that's just simply it's out eating what it's supposed to eat. It's out wild in the oceans. Um, it's eating the krill and the things and the seaweed. You know, I probably said all that wrong, but um, it's not eating fish pellets. Right. Or dye mm. or antibiotics, uh, all of the things. If if it's um, farmed, it's typically going to be in some sort of a pen situation. There's farming inland in sort of um, ponds, and then there's farming out in the ocean. And there's sustainable farming, and I'm doing air quotes because I don't, <laughs> you know, it, it just depends on kind of their definition there. But the the fish farming has its own inherent kind of drawbacks and a lot of that is just has to do with a lot of fish in a closed close small area so they're not getting the exercise they're not getting the the diet and all of that um and you know possible antibiotics so that kind of just for taste and texture i always go with wild um and then the health so we have the omega-3 so just like we've hit on before with the omega-3s the fish are out swimming they're getting exercise they're putting on the appropriate fat 
And if you have a fish in a pen, it's, it's not putting on the appropriate fat. It might have omega-3s, but it might also have too many omega-6s. You don't get the right ratio. So the seafood you are eating isn't providing the omega-3s that you might be hoping to your body. Um, and then there's the environmental. So like I said, some fish farms say that they're sustainable. I don't know what you know measures they're they're going off of, mm-hmm. but um, when we're talking about wild fishing, we're talking about fishing for the future. So we're keeping that. It's, it's about managing the fishing for for the fishing stock. So making sure that there are fish um, for the future. So it, for salmon, for example, um, it's a it all fish in Alaska is sustainably managed. So they're managing that catch. So um, halibut, black cod, um, rockfish salmon is all managed for sustainability and so what that means is looking at the total catch and deciding how much needs to um you know stay there for production for for reproduction for the future and how much can be fished on so for salmon they're actually you we're fishing when they're spawning so they're counting the fish going up river so we don't even Put a net in the water until there's something like a million pounds gone through up to the upper river. And then there's very um, specific openings when we can fish for, say, 12 hours at a time, twice a week. Very careful so that these fish can um, spawn and do what they need to do. So so the the wild is also for the environment. And and some people, you know, this the messaging on wild versus farmed has gotten very confusing for people. And sometimes people choose farm because they don't want to, quote, eat the last wild salmon. And and the, they've been kind of taught that, oh, we should save the salmon for, you know, the bears or whatever and not eat the <laughs> wild salmon. <laughs> well, yeah, people but, think like that sometimes. That's actually yeah. true. And what I like to tell people is if it's in the store, it's not the last wild salmon. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. You know, trust us. And especially in Alaska, and that's where we fish is Alaska. And it, it is managed for sustainability and you're not going to be eating the last wild salmon because we won't catch it because we're, we're just catching off the numbers that is allowed. So um, when you think about it, I'm going to even take it one step further. And if you decided, you know what? I'm not going to eat that wild salmon. I'll, I'll just go with farmed or whatever. Then the whole industry, they don't stop catching the fish. It's just that if people don't value that fish, they don't get the, the money. They don't get paid for that fish. The industry kind of suffers. And then what happens is fishermen end up catching more or the industry cuts corners or the prices drop because people aren't supporting or valuing the wild fish. So if you think about it in reverse, when you value that wild fish or invest in that wild fish for your health, you're also investing in this sustainable uh, wild fishing industry that it can do things right, like what we're doing and utilize the whole fish. So it's actually kind of, for some people, that's a flip, but I'll get off my soapbox. No, that's <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, it's I knowledgeable. The I assume that there's a lot of rules about fish labeling and what they what it has to be labeled. So if it's wild, it it's got to say wild, and if it's farmed, it's got to say farmed, right? Right. So when you're looking, when you're at the grocery store and you're looking, I always say definitely look for wild. And in a restaurant, if it's wild, they'll say wild because mm. they probably spent more money on it. 
And so they're not going to spend the extra dollar, get wild fish, and then not put wild on the menu. So when I'm at a restaurant, I look for wild. Same thing at a grocery store, um, Costco, grocery stores, anything. If it's wild, it'll say wild. The other thing you can look for is the word Alaskan because there's no fish farming allowed in the state of Alaska. Really? Um, oh, that I didn't know that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And that's part of why that fish, you know, why they're so wild and pure and right. the, the rivers haven't been fouled with fish farming and things like that. Um, so look for those words, wild, Alaska. And then another clue on wild is a lot of times you'll, it'll talk about what river it came from. So Copper River salmon, that's the river it came from. Um, so that's just one more layer of identification. So this, this, this is a perfect time to tell the folks, what we had to eat here. Yes, it, it this is. This episode of Grill This, they're all chomping at the bit, right? I, I had one quick question, because uh, talking about wild and fresh and all that stuff, are you a fan of imitation crab? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I, I couldn't feed you better questions, because, you know, they were the <laughs> I talked to you guys about uh, for my master's. Uh-huh. It was at Remy Lab. The other professor was... Uh, studied surimi and he which is fake crab yep. and they were um you know studying ways to make it and all these things and you know it's made of pollock it's made of fish yep and so it's made mostly with fish proteins which isn't bad um the nutritionist side of me is it's just that there's sugar added yeah i, I figured it's well it has to taste like crab right yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> right. So we had uh, when the when the package came, uh, I I don't cook a lot of fish. No, I, I really don't. My wife loves fish and she likes haddock, so I cook that for her. Yeah. You know, every once in a while. But so I'm trying to decide whether I should cook the halibut, the sable fish, or the or the salmon. I thought, well, my name is salmon. Might as well try it. Yeah. <laughs> so I in the box was this recipe for potato crusted mm. salmon from Tennessee. Uh, and it was uh, this recipe was uh, created by Chef Frank Eagle at Lavelle's Bistro in Fairbanks, Alaska. And it says potato encrusted salmon. And I thought, well, that looks easy. And then I looked at the recipe. And you, <laughs> and you have to make this thing called a, a, a bear blanc sauce, mm. which I'm not French. And, and, uh, <laughs> but, but I made the sauce. Yep. It took a lot. I, you know, be proud of me, Matthew. I was. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then you, you, you take these shredded potato things and you cook this fish upside down in some oil and butter and it crisps, crisps it up. You cook it for about eight minutes mm-hmm. um, and then you flip it over and let it go a minute or whatever. And then you put this, uh, this bear blanc sauce on the plate and then the salmon on top of that. Yeah. And then, of course, I have to dump the rest of it on top of, of it. But it was awesome. It was, de- it was delicious. It was awesome. I, 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 I was telling Jim, I, I didn't know what to expect because <laughs> it was it was here when I got here. He was finishing preparing it. So I did see the potato crusting on it, and I saw that it was crisping up. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm excited to try this. It's delicious. The, the quality of the fish is amazing. It is. And that recipe that was included is off the chain. It's delicious. It's a great way to prepare salmon, and I, I'm going to do this at home. My wife also loves salmon. So I think I'm going to have to try to make that one for her, too, as well. Well, I'll give you the card. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank um, you. There's hundreds of recipes on cnusc.com uh, where you can check out all kinds of things. It's a really interesting website. You, it gives you a, a look into anything you could ever think of. 
how far do you ship? Uh, we ship in uh, the lower 48, so the, the contigu contiguous U.S., no Alaska or Hawaii, which is kind of ironic because we sell Alaska. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we bring it from Alaska down to Washington, and that's where we um, live, and then I ship it from Washington. So it works really well um, on the mainland. <laughs> By the way, I, we did take pictures of the cooking process and the end results, mm. uh, and they will be available on our Facebook page and also on GrillThisPodcast.com. You can see the pictures of that delicious fish that uh, set Jim and I had a chance to uh, indulge ourselves in. It was it was it was extremely delicious for verification yeah. and and uh, instruction. Yes. Hey, yes. <laughs> I'm really impressed. You know, I have different recipes that um, we put in the box, and a lot of times I'll try to put in what's kind of seasonal. Um, you know, what, what might have seasonal ingredients and. And you, you got kind of a um, a challenging. <laughs> Jim <laughs> always really he goes impressed. big. <laughs> we uh, we cook. You name it. If it was once alive, we cook it here. Yeah, you yeah, know, we it's, it's we have a lot of fun here. Um, we're we're broadcasting from the Salmon Ranch broadcast studio, and here at the ranch, we we have a, a pretty extensive outdoor kitchen area. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, just because I almost <laughs> forgot to mention this, sure. Seeing as you guys brought it up. Uh, the Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show number two, yeah, uh, is up on the YouTube. That's right. It's on our it's on our YouTube channel. Grill yep. this podcast if you th look it up. Also, I have a link. Well, we have a link right to it on grillthispodcast.com. If you go there, you can watch number two. I had a blast being there and filming it. I think I gained twenty pounds. It was it was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. You did a good job. Yeah, on I appreciate that. it. Thank so you. if you get a chance, uh, check out uh, the Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show. And if you haven't seen number one and you're looking for a good relaxing laugh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So I, you know, when I first reached out uh, to Cena, I said, uh, "You want to come to the uh, to the studio and do it live with us?" Right? Sure. And uh, she said, well, we're in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> said, well, all right. Yeah, our <laughs> well, budget doesn't yeah. apply for yet. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have ourselves a 747 yeah, pretty It's quick. the next uh, step. We'll, we'll have our own private plane. <laughs> now, do you folks have, because, uh, uh, you know, Matt, Matt's pretty well off. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of money. And, and f you know, he he's in a, a really, really uh, close circle of, of millionaires and billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people that have everything... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Right. Do you have do you folks have a gift card type of program? Oh, yeah, we do. We have a gift card. Um, super easy. You just buy it online and then um, it comes in an email and you can just forward the email on to the recipient or print it off. Oh, and OK. 
Um, yeah, we have a lot of, we do a lot of that at Christmas time and a lot of gifting. I, you would be surprised how many, well, Father's Day is big for us mm, and sure. um, Christmas time, but for the, for the man that has it all, Wild Alaskan <laughs> Fish is, is a real hit. <laughs> Don't let Jim fool you. I'm yeah. not the man that has it all. Yeah, come really... on. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now I was I was uh, going through uh, on your website at Senasea dot com and uh, looking at some of the um, I don't know what you call them uh, the packages that you can get I guess uh, and is there a custom available for that or you have to get what's pretty much right on the website so say you want twenty pounds of salmon or whatever you can reach out to you and you'll do that too right yeah I well I really I try to get on the website kind of what people are usually into mm. and what they like to buy. So I will watch kind of as people place orders and combine certain things, I'll go, Oh, that looks great. And I'll create a bundle because it makes it really easy. And then you can order on the East coast in the, in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I get it. Uh, yes. My wife also loves yes. that when, when that stuff happens. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I get it. Well, that's interesting. But you can also email me. I'm really, really present in my inbox, and and our email list is actually how we communicate with people. And I let them know what's in season and what's going on, and and great recipe ideas and things like that. So I do a lot of communication where I'm. People might ask, you know, I'm new to wild salmon. What should I, what should I try? Right. And I, well, how about this and how about that? So I do a lot of that type of communication in the inbox. Um, so I'm always open for. Uh, reaching out an email to. Now, What's yeah, that email address again? It's uh, info at cenasea.com. Yep. Info at cenasea.com. Going by memory. Right? And and Cena, you you respond directly. So it's you that's responding to those. It's not a not a higher out person or anything like that. Oh yes, I respond to all the emails. I write all of our emails um, for our email list, um, which people get a kick out of because. I talk about Rich and the kids and all the fish, and um, but I respond to all the emails. And if you call the phone phone number, you'll get me too, if you're lucky. Because if I'm driving with three kids in the car, I won't. <laughs> Sometimes you will, <laughs> which yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, also on the website there are uh, some accessory type things, like uh, there's some hot sauces and Alaskan sea mm. sea salt and and all kinds of cool stuff. I love hot sauce too. Now I also. Uh, because, and you have to forgive us here, Cena, because Matt and I, we want mayhem, stuff falling apart. We, we want, because that's more entertaining <laughs> that's we sometimes. It, we would love to interview uh, your husband maybe on uh, the boat breaking down when you're 100 miles from shore and, you know, or all of a sudden it's leaking, you know, all yeah. that good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bet you have oh, some yeah. stories there, huh? Oh, well, he has stories, and then my dad has stories he says he's never told us, so (laughs) there's lots of stories, and in fact, on the website, which is kind of fun, I've been really pushing on my dad to write some of his stories, so I have a couple of his old fishing stories, and I told him, you, he had done two stories for me, I said, if I get another story, I'll make a tab for you on the website, so people can find all your stories, and so that's coming, he wrote me one more story, that's cool, Those, those are good. Yeah, you should definitely get rich on and we'll have to um, do a part two. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you, this, you know, and you got to forgive me for asking dumb questions <laughs> like this, but do you ever run into goofy stuff like whales or killer sharks and stuff? Or, I mean, do you ever run into that stuff up there? 
Oh, yeah, the whales are really common. So especially if you're long lining. When we're salmon fishing, we're not far off the mouth of the river. So we're we're in the, the waves of the ocean, but on really close to shore. Okay. Um, but when they're long lining, um, it actually kind of the sound of the hum of the boat attracts whales. And so um, now we have like black cod is often we catch in pots now because the black cod, we fish on a long line. It's going down miles. And when you pull it up, every three feet is a fish. And the whales learn to just dive down and just pluck those fish off. Help, like help themselves. <laughs> That's so cool. So now we fish in pots. They look a lot like crab pots. Yeah. Or sable fish. Fish that gets whaled on like that. Um, and, you know, whales can just go back to catching their own fish. Those are like those little uh, those little cages sort of, right? Am, am I saying mm -hmm. that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I've little, seen those little, small? Um, they're almost as big as a crab pot. So medium. So they're so okay. medium size. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I love watching those crab guys yeah, out there. Yep. And it's a heartbreaking when you go out there and you pull them up and there's not one or two in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matthew, it's that's time for yeah. Time for another craft beer here on Grill List, because right. that's what uh, we do here. We eat, we eat and we drink. <laughs> what, what do you have in mind? <laughs> mm. I'll tell you, that was really good, that last beer. That was. So we're going to go I'll go back to more Talis. Uh, we're going to hit the beer up that we got from the uh, festival a little bit later on, but we're going right. to go back to more Talis, because this was an interesting one. So this is called From Hawaii with Love. Oh, cool. Uh, it is a stout. Now, if you've had a stout before, it's usually very dark, right? It's almost yeah. like almost like oil looking. This is a golden stout, so they took the darkness out of the stout, and it looks like it's a golden colored beer. So you can see through it. Yep. Okay. And there's coconut, and pineapple, and coffee, brewed into this. Oh, stout. that's all good. <laughs> that's wonderful. So this is very unique. Uh, I know when we get more talus stuff, usually we're doing the sours. Yeah. But I wanted to. I wanted to kind of move away and try some of their other stuff like on the stout side so this is an interesting one I'm, what I'm, aren't you telling me about that one i'm i'm, I'm curious to get your take <laughs> well yeah but there's you're forgetting the number oh yeah <laughs> i did forget about that yeah the abv on this one is a little higher uh it's at 7.0 all so, right we can handle that yeah yeah so take, yeah later you're gonna finish this off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so here we You'll go kill me yeah there you go all right so I'll try that. I'll give you a fresh glass over there, Matthew. I'm so, sorry, Cena, you're not here I to know, test I this I know, I feel bad. Because uh, we, you know. You know. I like stouts, so, I'm, so I am pretty jealous. But that that's color the color is really surprising. Isn't that? Wow. That's, that's the color of the stout. Okay. All right. That's different. It almost looks like uh, the color of grapefruit juice yeah. or so. Wait, you know? till you, wait till you get the taste of this. All right. All right. You, you ready? Yeah, go here, ahead. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a, that's wonderful. Yeah, it's not. Oh, wait, it's, uh, it's unlike any stout I, you've ever had. I gotta <laughs> break this down. <laughs> Coffee comes flying mm -hmm. out of there. Um, it's definitely a sour. Yep, it's it's a it's a stout actually. Yeah, but you did, but you get the sour from the pineapple in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's very good, but yeah. it's very complex. It's very also. complex. Yep. Mm. You taste the co the coconut a little bit too, but yeah. Mm. I had to taste that again just yeah. to make sure that I liked it. Told you, it's, that it's, was good. It's unique. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And the coffee comes way out of right it. Right out, yep. Yeah. Uh, I wonder when they get the when they put the coffee in. I don't know. And also how they take the color out of it. 
You know what I mean? Because usually co- coffee is a darker color, so I don't, I don't know how they do that. Also, stout in general is usually a darker color. Right. So, yeah. Again, you're looking at about $25 for a four-pack of these. Okay. Yeah. That's a little less than the 30. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, but thanks for buying it. I uh, you're you're, you're very welcome. It's my, my pleasure. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, w- I was going to ask uh, Sina what, whether her kids are going to be fisher people. Right. Now, I noticed your, the picture on the website, your kids are younger, right? Yeah. Well, some of those pictures are getting a little old now, but I have three kids. Um, they've been out since they were one year old, um, but now they're 16, 13, and 10. Wow, so we okay. have some updated photos on the website, but um, my son being 16, he does – he. He, they all fish on the boat, but he just started um, last summer. He deckhands for my husband, but then he started fishing for other fishermen. So to for him, that's the real deal, to go out on the boat with somebody else and be like, okay, Dad, you weren't full of it. This is, this is really how it's done. So uh, for him, that's kind of a fun next step. And I would say he'll at least fish through college, make some money, and then, you know, whatever he wants to do after that. Sure, sure. Good for you. That's so cool. On this part of the world, we have lots of uh, oysters and clams. Uh And whenever I talk to anybody in Alaska, I don't hear much about that. Do you guys have clams there and and oysters and, like, lobster and stuff, too, or no? Uh, No lobster, but, you know, a little bit of oysters and clams. So what's interesting is Cordova, where we fish out of. So we go up in the summers. We don't live there year-round. But um, I think there was an earthquake, I want to say in the 80s. Um, and they before the earthquake, there were oyster beds everywhere. It was actually really famous for its oysters. And then there was a really big earthquake. And the, um, the tide changed by like a foot. And it wiped out all the oyster beds. And so no more oyster beds. There, in fact, there's um, one place I know of that just started doing um, oysters out of Cordova. So actually, and we have a connection that the manager works at the plant, um, at our facility at 60 North. So stay tuned. We might get some Alaskan oysters, but they are, they are the common thing up there. So I'm super excited. I just got to try some and they're really good. So that's fun. Do you, now, do you like when, now we're talking about oysters. So I said a question, uh, do you like them cooked, steamed, fried, raw, or all of the above? All of the above. Um, We'll do them raw in the half shell. You know, a little hot sauce, a little. I love that. um, I love that. Me too. (laughs) And then they're on the grill. You know, you throw them on the grill, and then as soon as they they pop open a little bit, you pop them open, and they're good to go. So I do them, you know, basically those two ways. Absolutely. She's she's my new friend, Jim. Yes, I get that. (laughs) That's so cool. Oh, gosh. I You know, I, I... Matt and I just absolutely adore seafood, and mm. that's one of the big things we, yeah. we cook here at uh, Grill This, uh, uh, um, you know, clams and, and oysters and lobster and crab, all kinds of stuff. I notice you folks sell crab. That That's pro- probably kind of like a seasonal type thing. Yeah, it is seasonal. And, in fact, we did um, – we had king crab mm. um, that we caught – um, in Prince William Sound, so right near us. A lot of it is done out, um, oh, where are they catching the king crab out? Way out in the Bering Sea. Right, right. Um, 
And so we actually did a test fishery right in um, Prince William Sound, which is near where our facility is. So we had that king crab because we brought it in and uh, we worked with the state of Alaska to kind of do that test fishery and then brought it in and processed it ourselves. So um, we just sell it when we can, you know, we have a local connection. So we did the king crab and then we did the tanner or the snow crab. So that was really interesting. The king crab was fantastic. I, I, I mean, imagine. Big legs. <laughs> yeah. You cannot, yeah. you cannot see. And the snow crab, flavor to flavor. You know, even my kids, we did a little taste test because we're spoiled like that, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the snow crab is a little sweeter. But you still can't beat that size of that yeah. you know leg on the king crab so oh, I love now do you have crab. any tips because i know I, i'm pretty good you know i i don't have any problems cracking the crab open and getting the meat out but i know there are some people that don't eat crab because they think it's too much work are there any are there any tips that you can give to to get that meat out of the crab oh you should ask my kids because their biggest tip is to ask dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what happens at my yeah. house too <laughs> Oh, dad, can you get this for me? Oh, dad, can you get, and I'm, and you know, he's helping them. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, I'm not going to help you. You, you shell your own crab or you don't get any crab. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Last, I have two questions. First of all, a, a statement. Um, last week I had a friend of mine who recently is recovering from an operation uh, and I wanted to treat him for a sure, dinner out sure. in the outdoor kitchen. And he loves crab and I didn't want to put him through that whole thing. Yeah. So I took the crab legs. And I took the scissors and, and I, I thawed them first, and then I, I snipped them I, like I made two canoes out of each crab yep. leg, right? And I pulled the tendons out and I stuffed the crab back in there. Then I heated up butter, garlic, and chive, and poured that all over it and just heated it up. Oh. And I had a whole giant tray of it. Nobody had to work. It was wonder. It was gone in sixty seconds. Now, Jim, you have my phone number. I have. <laughs> crab at your house yeah crabs crabs cool yeah um is all crab pre-cooked yeah oh that is one thing well you are you guys have all the right questions that is one thing that's really important is it has to be pre-cooked and frozen legally to sell it so when you buy crab in the shell it's always pre-cooked and that when we started selling it one of my biggest worries is that people would cook it again right um, you if you buy it and boil it again it will be overcooked you so vulcanize to, it yeah, yeah right yep. yeah i had seen this silly little youtube thing about this couple and they were they were on the west coast and they got some crab and and um, you know you see them cooking it up and then they they looked up on you they looked at their it's a youtube show and they looked up on youtube how to cook crab and it told them to boil it and they're boiling it, and we're watching, going, no, no, no. <laughs> You're going to ruin it. That's yeah. great. That's now great. it's rubber, right? Yeah. Now, I, I normally do it. I, I steam it for a little yeah, bit. Same here. I, not, I usually you know, do it, I mean, I don't, uh, yeah, boiling it's not good because no. you lose all, a lot of stuff. Right? Yeah, steaming it, you, still get, you get the moisture. It's yeah. still juicy. And, and I, I, I'm oh, getting... try it. This is what my husband's been doing. So we have it frozen, and then he puts it on the grill. Oh, oh that's yeah. great. Yeah. And then he puts just smoke to it. And so he's actually defrosting it With slowly, yep. but he's smoking it at the same time. Sad.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, excellent crap. we have to try that on the pellet we got a pellet yeah, we got a smoke yeah. we can do that um I, I know this is dumb so forgive me to begin with but every time you watch one of those shows like the deadliest catch or whatever and they're catching these giant colossal king crabs not to get back to that but and i love crab and i'm thinking to myself if i was on one of those boats i'd have myself a a little sterno thing right <laughs> i'd be cooking crab right yeah. down in there eating it as fast as i could get my hands on it yeah oh uh, i know that was dumb sorry that's all right i do it too <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> We're well you know we have we have cooks at, at our processing facility we have cooks and on the boat I, i'll say you every crab has to be accounted for But in the processing facility, it's bought, it's paid for, it's registered. You know, I what I can't believe is when they're eating meals that don't have seafood in them. You know, you're in Alaska, and so when I come in, <laughs> oftentimes I will jump in and and see what's what they're cutting today, and jump in and cook some seafood. And you know, I feel like people that come and work at the plant, they should, um, you know. You should be part of the reward is eating this absolutely. fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, think, I think cool. I'd be a fish if I was out there. <laughs> I'd eat so much of it. We're visiting today with Sina Wheeler. She owns Sina C, com, which is a, uh, gosh, they sell wonderful fish. Mm -hmm. They ship mm -hmm. it all over the country. And uh, and they have recipes, too. They have recipes That's and great. a blog. Yeah. Do you write all that blog stuff? or does, I know you said your dad contributed a couple of stories, but did other people write on there, too, or? It's mostly if if you're reading it, I probably wrote it. All right. All right cool. <laughs> That's great. You know, one of the things that popped up on my thing uh, this week was because um, uh, sweet corn's just about to hit yeah, here. In, I uh, love sweet corn. Oh, uh, so do I. Yeah. There's this thing called uh, cooler corn. Uh -huh. You ever heard of that? I've not heard of cooler corn. Uh, this is, uh, I haven't either. And they take a Coleman cooler, uh, wipe clean. Of course, I don't know. All my coolers are filthy. Yeah. Uh, but they wipe it, and, and they they fill it with already shucked ears of corn, uh, and they get two kettles uh, of boiling water, pour it over the, cone, uh, the corn, and close the, the top, and wait for 30 minutes. And when you open it, the corn is perfectly cooked. Huh. Yeah, now, you could cook 30 years of corn like that. Yeah, now, we're routinely cooking that much here you at, the, have a lot at of the ranch, right? You at the ranch here, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, interesting. The problem with stuff like that that you hear about, you just don't want to risk it, right? Yeah, that's a lot what of if corn, it didn't work? You, you ruin know? a whole bunch of corn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Plus, don't you usually store your cooked brisket and everything in your coolers, too? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, where you live in Washington, that is that that's pretty close, I think, 
on the same parallel as where we are in Rochester, right? Except you rain more there, right? <laughs> we rain more, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, Rich and I grew up in the Pacific Northwest on the Seattle side where it rains all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And we live across the mountains, more in the center of the state, where we get some sun and we get more snow. Yeah. So, so you're, you're accustomed to the, yeah, the seasons. Yeah, we get actual seasons, and um, when Rich comes, he's fishing most of the summer. He's in Alaska most of the summer, but that, you know, he comes home for a few days here and there, and he gets he gets a little bit of summer. One year, we were up in Alaska for six weeks, and when I came back, I made the mistake of telling my family, oh, it was a really rainy winter this year, and then, I, oh, wait, I'm sorry, that was summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Matt's going to dig out another beer here. I, I, I am. And I also just one more time want to reiterate that that salmon dish you cooked today was outstanding. And it was I, fun. And, and kudos to you, Cena, for the quality of that salmon. It was, it, it was a combination of quality and execution today. So I'll give you guys both <laughs> Thank credit. You. Thank you. Well, I'll take credit for cooking, but I'll tell you, that was the best salmon I've ever had. That was really, really good. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I've learned a lot today about – Wild caught and, uh, you know, wild caught in areas that are pristine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. And my wife's not going to do the cruise thing. And I've been signed off on to go do a cruise by myself. I'll go with you. All right. We'll, we'll work it out. And we'll stop and see. see <laughs> we Cena. will. Yep. I'll, I'll go with you. We'll do a grill this live from the, from the cruise ship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. so, Again, we mentioned that we were at the uh, uh, the festival in Buffalo, the New York State Brewers Association Festival, and it was an amazing time. Again, if you want to listen to it's our very previous episode, uh, the podcast was amazing. We had a little booth there. And by the way, I will be, Jim, Jim has other engagements, but I will be at the Bright Vibes Festival uh, recording a live grill this. Uh, that's uh, outside of Syracuse. Uh, it goes from noon till nine. It's an all it's live bands. Uh, food, I think over 50 craft brewers will be there. It's a big-time party event. So, Well, yeah. there's also a, because I did the research on this. As you did. And I'm jealous I, of you. I can't go. There's this brew bag competition, which is a uh, uh, beer pong uh, combination cornhole, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. Is there keg throwing, too? Yeah, keg throwing, uh, fresh, <laughs> lots of fresh uh, food. Yep. Uh, brewery tours, fireworks, camping. You can stay overnight can. there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, party on, yep. and uh, there there are tickets available. Yep. At Think New York. Wait a minute. Uh, yep. Yeah. Think, think New York. Drink, drink New York. York. I, I always get that mixed up, yep. but yeah. Uh, or if you're lazy, you don't want to go to an extra website. Go to GrillThisPodcast.com. We have a link to it right there. Also. Darn it! I forgot all about that. <laughs> but yes, I will be there, um, and also. Uh, another portion of the Grill This Podcast team taking the pictures. Carrie will be there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be there. And Standing in for me. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. so we'll, we'll be interviewing that. the folks and everything. So, All right, so what do we have next? So this came from the festival, actually. This was one of the gifts that we were, was given to us at the end of the festival. Uh, this is called Teed Off 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's from West Shore okay. Brewing Company, uh, which is out, at, out in Clarence. Uh, near, it's a sour ale. It's a... Sour ale blended with blackberry, tangerine, and Earl Grey tea to provide a fruity but crisp sour. Uh, this one, we're bringing it back down a little bit. This is a 4.5. Oh, thank goodness. So, <laughs> so, so everyone can still, we can survive and still do the show. You're killing me. And again, it's from um, 
West Shore Brewing Company, westshorebrewing.com. All right. And they were at the fest. Excuse me. They were at the festival, so it was a good time. All right. Have at it, Michael. There you go. All right. All right. So let's give it a shot here. Um, I've not had a beer with tea in it before, but, uh, you know, I'll try anything once. Wait, you did. You have the resurgence on the tea. Oh, that's right. And that was delicious. Yep. That was a good one. Thanks for reminding me of that. I try to keep track. Oh, by the way, Matt, uh, um, I finally this week got to bottle the 2022 oh, oh, oh. Uh, Salmon Ranch uh, Cherry Wine. We've been sampling. It's been There's delicious. a bottle right there for you and your lovely wife. Oh, so she, she, she's going to thank you if I let her have some. All right. <laughs> you know how much we sampled that every every time we came in for a grill list? We did. We drank half of it before I got the bottle. <laughs> <of> it. <laughs> All right, let's try it. Here we go. Well, that is different. And it's a little, little different here. So you get the tangerine. That's that that uh, not very sweet, but that orange taste is there. But the aftertaste mm-hmm. is the tea. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yep. And uh, and it's a sour. Yes, it is. It's a good beer. It is. I like it. It's not. It's not sweetie at all. Really, it's it's, it's definitely sour. The last couple of beers we had a little sweetness to it. Uh, that, uh, that that that. Uh, I can't. This one here <laughs> had like a little salty taste. <laughs> Hawaii, fine. yeah, the Hawaii with, from Hawaii with <laughs> love. Me. The stout. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it had like a little bit of a sweet and salty type taste to it. it with a little, with a little yep. pineapple to it. This one is more of a sour and bitter taste mm-hmm. to it, but it, but it, very flavorful. This would uh, pair well with uh, wild Alaskan it fish. Would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Now I want to try it. <clears throat> well, cheers to you. Here you go. <laughs> now, are, are you into the whole wine pairing thing at all with the food you sell? Do, do, have you? Um, I didn't. So, um, there is a whole world of wine pairing, and I'm into it as far as I like to give my fish to a winery and say, "Hey, tell me what pairs really uh-huh. nice." Yeah, yeah, that's very, that's very wise. Good. Very wise answer. <laughs> you know, when the first time she popped up on the screen, I knew she was smart. You know. <laughs> 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 Normally, our our goal here is to get you to say something that'll ruin your life. But we, you know, you're smarter than we are. She's today, been so. she's been through the ringer before. Yeah. She... <laughs> That's great. So I have another question about fishing. So, as far as a career, because you your family's been doing this for a while now, um, is it a sustainable career? Is it is it does it provide you? Uh, the necessary funding to live your life, or do you have to do like side hustle jobs or anything like that, or or can you? So, if someone wanted to be a fisherman and wanted to make that their living, that's what they did. Do you still think that this is a, it's an industry that you can you can do and still have uh, a decent life doing? Yeah, that's a really good question because what what we see and and just you know what we are, which is family, you know a fishing family and my husband has a career in fishing, that would be different than a guy going out on a boat a few summers to earn some money. So can you provide for a family? That's a really good question because, um, yeah, you can, if you've been doing it a while, it is a little bit hard to break into fishing can be, what do I call it? A proud polygamy. Um, it is often handed down to family members and that's how we got involved when my, when my grandpa immigrated from Norway, each of his brothers would come over and they'd get him involved, get a boat. And then when my dad came along, he was a father-in-law like my husband, Rich. And it was he was kind of brought into the fold and then moved from 
my grandpa's boat to my uncle's boat so that he could pass down properly. There was a lot of this and it's very strategic. So it is hard. What they call in the industry is to get a chance. It's hard to get a chance um, on a boat. And so, but you do see people um, to get a job. If you don't have a contact, you don't happen to have a father-in-law that has fish his whole life. Um, you, they, you call it walking the docks. So we'll go to Alaska and they walk the docks and they talk to fishermen and they go, I'm looking for a chance. And that would be how you get on a boat. Then you're the greenhorn. So you're the bottom of the barrel and you you know, hard and you got to do the the worst jobs and nobody likes you, (laughs) you know, you got for a while and then moving up. So in the past, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply people moved up more often to the wheelhouse but in fishing there's also part of the regulation is is the quota system so um you don't just grab a boat and go fish you have to have a permit and the quota and they're not making any more permits or quotas um because the, the size of the pie is the size of the pie there you can't go fish so you have to you have to basically buy in if you want to own quota and be a career fisherman um, or you could be a career deckhand so there's there are a lot of fishing families like us um, but it can be a tough industry to break into without any contacts for sure you know that's completely different than what we experience here mm. you, you everybody's looking for help here yeah if you left condensation on a mirror they would hire you right now <laughs> right. and and it's you know it's horrible because yeah. everybody's trying everyone's to find people it's yeah. nuts and uh that's one of the things i was going to ask but i i guess the supply chain is alive and well in in alaska fisheries huh yeah and you're right you know it is harder to find help these days everywhere i mean you know everywhere from us trying to find help to put fish in a box to you know rich up in alaska it is getting harder to find help and um Rich has had a couple of people. He'll have some great guys on the dock that are uh, working for the processing facility. And then a fishing boat comes in, sells fish, and they leave with one of his guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. That's never fun. Is, so is the – because I know, like, I know, and I, I hate to do this because we keep talking about the deadliest catch and we keep referencing that show. Uh, That's okay. But I know when they do it, it's like seasonal, right? They, they were in a – they earn all their pay in like just like a couple months time or whatever. And then that's it. And then that they got to make that last them until the next season. Yeah. It's an unconscious amount of money though. No, no, it's, it's a, it's a ton. You're right, Jim. It's a ton of money. But so is that kind of how it works for everyone? Or is there, or is there stable fishing where you're get you're getting a, 
you know, maybe you do it for a couple months, you're off a month, and you do it a couple months, and you're off a month. Or do you, or is there just a season, and then the season's over, and you got to wait for next season? Yeah, it, it is. Crab is really similar because same thing. They own a permit for that, so that when they go out, they know how much fish, uh, crab they're allowed to catch. And so then there's a tight season for it. And crab seasons are short, um, but but it is similar but different. So halibut and black cod is really similar. You know, a, a bigger boat, not that big, but bigger boat quota. But the season is open from spring to fall. Okay. So basically as soon as the weather which is really nice because they can fish in better weather which is a really big deal for for fishermen just for um the hazards of the job um and when it's a quota system so way way back when my dad was fishing early on it was more of a derby system where it was open then you go out and get what you can um and if it was blowing a gale they'd have to go out because they have to make their living in these tight, tight, tight windows. So that was really, it was um, unsafe for the fishermen and they're not sleeping yeah. because they have to, you know, catch everything in these really tight windows. So crab is not, is, uh, you know, still fairly tight window, but um, halibut and black cod, they have from spring till fall. So it's a similar system, just a much longer season. And so if it's, if it's bad weather, if there's a storm out there or something, they can come in and they can just go, well, we'll just go out again later. So they have a much longer time and it allows, um, you know, more safety on the boat. They can take their time. They can sleep a little bit at night, which is really nice and much more safe. And then um, some boats do it slightly different, but um, they'll go for a few trips. They go in and out and they come in much more often than they used to because they're keeping that fish fresh. So right, right. way back when my, when my grandfather fished, they'd be loading up the boat for 30 days. They definitely don't do that anymore. When my dad fished, they would fish for a couple of weeks. And now uh, when my husband's fishing, it's a couple of days and then they go to port. They're trying to sell that fish when it's still really well, fresh. So, okay, that and then sense. they go back out. Right. So And then they're checking the weather. They yeah. go back out when the weather's good. So so they're in and out and sometimes they'll take a layup for a couple of weeks and everybody will go home. Is So when he's out on the boat, is there internet there and cell phone service that you can talk to him? Um, much better now. So when my dad was out, there would be a, a sat phone and, you know, it was like, oh, we get home and there'd be a call on the answering machine. Oh, we missed the one call. Maybe he'll try oh. again next week, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. And when Rich is salmon fishing, most of the areas he has, um, he has cell reception and, and he's one, you know, he's always working and he's always selling fish and he's on his phone and he's fishing and <laughs> selling fish. And I mean, he's practically sending a, a photo of him catching a fish to a chef, you know, Oh, look what I got. <laughs> <laughs> but there are still spots without cell. And then when he's long lining, it'll be a few days at a time where, you know, where we might not be able to reach him. Matt, you got to dive over there and grab that last. Cause we're contract contractually obligated <laughs> yes. to drink that. Some of that. Last All right, beer. here we go. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, do you, do your, does your fish show up in some of the finest restaurants in the country? Um, well, it should. There you go. <laughs> well, that's why I grill this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well done. You know, we really focus on direct-to-consumer. So we're talking to people, and what we have found is that um, restaurants want the best, but they also want it to be really easy, and they don't want to pay for the best. Yeah, right, that's right, true, right. too. And yep. we have found going straight to consumers and saying, hey, this is us. We fish. Here's how we take care of our fish. 
they can, you know, people love that connection and they love knowing who caught it and how to care for it. And we have a more direct communication actually than going through a restaurant and a chef. So we, we um, you know, have actually enjoyed much more really talking directly with the consumer. And Excellent. they've I really enjoyed having our fish at their house. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Makes, that makes sense. All right, Matthew, you're up. All right. For the last one of the day and of the show, uh, we go we go back to Mortalis because we had, a, obviously, Mortalis shopping spree, you can tell. We love of, this yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, so we went with a straight-up stout, this one. So this one's a stout that, that is going to be your traditional dark color. Um, it's called Chaos. Uh, <laughs> so it just says imperial stout there's no other thing put put on there about the ingredients and it's at a 10 percent oh god so we are we are ending with the bang <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, i'm sorry I, you're not here with us you would enjoy this that's a lot of fun <laughs> sorry, you weren't you weren't going anywhere were you no i'm not uh, <laughs> i live here i live here here we go. Again, Mortalis uh, is where this was from. Here All we right. go. Matt Wilson. Yeah. Oh, that was a good That's one. a sound heard around the world. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. That's like that's like syrup. So that is wow. the traditional dark, dark stout color. Yeah. Wow, that looks like coffee. It does. <laughs> it does look like coffee. And they didn't put the ingredients, right? No. This so one... we'll have to... <laughs> it's like oil. It's like I'm pouring oil into a cup. <laughs> well, we won't call it oil. <laughs> well, it's got coffee in it. It's got all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, you can smell it. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. You know what this tastes like? Um, mm. That bourbon bale, uh, uh, barrel yeah, aged, yeah. but without the bourbon yes. barrel. Yep. Um, it's it's very good. Yep. That is very that good. That is a traditional yeah. stout. Uh, it's got a little sweetness to it, too. Yeah, it and, and not strong, but a little bit of sweetness to it. It's pretty good. Kind of creamy, but yep. very dark yep. um, and thick. Yes. Yeah. And again, at 10%, you might yeah. want to only do one. Well, I only had one set. <laughs> and you want to call it a day at that. So uh, we're uh, coming to the end here. I uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, this weekend, this Saturday, is what do you call that? V Bright Vibes? Bright Vibes. Yeah. Bright vibes. Matt Wilson will be down there with the podcast microphone. Uh, it's in Syracuse. You can go to Think New York, Drink New York. You got it. Dot com. Or Grill This Podcast. Or Grill This Podcast dot com. There's a link right there. You can get tickets. You can stay overnight, camp. There's all kinds of stuff. It's a giant party. Uh, Paul and his crews, they do a great job. That fantastic uh, job. Matt and I were at uh, Buffalo Canal side there. It was nice to see that the USS Sullivan's was right. Yeah, I wasn't seeking anyone. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that was good. And uh, this is uh, the Grill This Podcast. You can reach us on iHeart. Uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. The Salmon Ranch Cowboy... I'm getting tired. The Salmon, <laughs> Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show number two is up. Yep. Uh, number one, if you haven't seen it, check that out. That's on YouTube. Yep. YouTube, Salmon Ranch Cowboy Cooking Show. And today's guest, Cena Wheeler. She is a third generation uh, fisherman or fisherwoman or fisher person <laughs> with... She uh, fishes. Cena, she fishes, right. <laughs> Cena C, S-E-N-A-S-E-A. They ship uh, fish all over the country, all kinds of fish, almost anything you could think of. Mm -hmm. Crab when it's in season, the freshest of the fresh. Matt and I had this 
this potato crusted uh, salmon from delicious. the Copper River, which was awesome. It, with, with the cut, of, what sauce was that again? It was a uh, uh, berm. Uh, uh, bear, uh, say it again. <laughs> bear It says blanc, but you're not, the C is silent. Because I went on one of those yeah, websites that yeah, says yeah, it, so yeah, I know it. Right. <laughs> I didn't like it sound like a dope, right? Uh, but it's been so fun talking to you, Cena. Thank you so much for taking time out of a, out of your schedule. And, and um, you know, let's stay in touch. We'll have you back again. How's that? Yeah, thanks for having me. This was really fun. I'll have to bring Rich next time. I don't know what your um, language tolerance is, but we'll have him be good. <laughs> well, we, we uh, you know, George Carlin passed away. So we don't care <laughs> whatever you want to come up with. That would be fine. It would be fun to have him too. Cause that would open up a, a whole bunch of fun stuff for, uh, for, you know, for us to talk about. So that'd be great. So you're always welcome to come back, uh, check out, uh, .com. There's gift cards, a great blog, a million recipes there. Uh, and, and, um, you know, I, I made a little extra piece of this fish for my wife tonight and she loved it. So it's, now I have to go back and get some more. So yeah, it'd be great. I'm sorry to my wife, Carrie, that there, uh, there's no, yeah, send a condolence. <laughs> Thank you, Cena. Thank you very much. Thanks you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. We'll be back, uh, next week for another edition of grill List. Matthew T. Wilson, the T then will stand for, um, terribly hungry again. Yeah. Terribly hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Facebook, uh, Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple, uh, JimSalmon.com, GrillThisPodcast.com. What did I miss? .com, .com. <laughs> Who cares? But we'll be back next week for more of Grill This. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.